We are two badass spiritual gangster real estate entrepreneurs manifesting our best authentic lives and spreading the good word. You're listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. Hello. Good day. Good day, mate. Are you ready to record the last episode of season one? Can we do it in a South African accent? Uh, if you want. I feel like I start British <laughs> and end up Australian. <laughs> and so I just split the difference and tell people I'm South African. Perfect. When I go out and try this out in the in the public. <laughs> Love we'll, it. We'll skip it for today. <laughs> Season two, manifesting <laughs> the perfect accent with Morgan and Madeline. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm ready. I know it's the last episode of the season. Yas, queen. <laughs> Hello to our listeners. Yes. Thank you all who have been supporting us along the way as we've continued to refine our voices and share our wisdom it's been really magical. It really has. It's so exciting. Yeah. For the first time last night, someone came up to me and was like, I listen to your podcast. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, you do? <laughs> like, this is great. I get so embarrassed. I know one of my coworkers um, at the office the other day mentioned it, and I was so like starstruck because she has a her own like successful podcast and oh, she awesome. yeah she she was saying how she really liked mine and I'm like oh my gosh oh, oh that's <laughs> so exciting but yeah so I guess this episode we're gonna kind of tie up all the things that we've discussed yeah. and to really show the final ultimate goal of these manifesting practices and lessons and tools right exactly which is exciting to get to I feel like this episode and this message is going to be almost even like you can listen to it first. Yes. You know, and then go back because it it's important to have the the vision is very clear that this is why we're we want to do what we're doing. Yes. Today's episode is why is yes. the why. Yes. Yes. Well, so I guess we're just going to start with recapping everything that we've discussed so far. Yep. So the first episode we talk about how you be the main foundation is unbecoming and it's just basically becoming willing to unbecome the version of yourself that no longer is serving you or aligned with your authentic truth. Right. So just be open to knowing that whatever was whatever happened that got you to the funk or if you're in the funk, that you're willing to let go of whatever those things, uh, habits, belief systems, the ways you speak to yourself, the way you speak to other people, um, your job or not. I mean, any whatever that thing is, be willing to unbecome it. Yes. That's step one. Yep. Yep. And then the next the next step is learning to recognize that your life is a direct reflection of your internal conditions. So healing from the inside out, learning how, recognizing that you are the one responsible for your life. Mm -hmm. Things may happen to you, right? but they are happening to you for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And most circumstances in your life are a reflection of the lessons you need to grow and heal or the byproduct of your internal frequency. Mm -hmm. And it's just law of attraction at play. I love you use the word responsibility. It feels really strong to say lesson two is just learning how to take responsibility for yourself. Yes. And what comes from that is all those things you just said. Yeah. And just not blaming anything outside. Nothing. It is you. You are the sole power. You're the sole responsible entity for your life. Exactly. Yep. Yes. So then the next episode we, uh, we start to discuss purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you kind of, you have to realize and recognize that your purpose is not defined by a career or labels or titles, but our purpose is to reconnect with our life source, God, whatever you want to call it, and our authentic self, the, the unique individual we were put on this earth to be. Right. So purpose isn't about 
what you do for a living. It's yeah. not about being a mom or a sister. It's not about a label. It's not about a title. Right. The purpose is to come home to you. Right. Exactly. To connect to God, to be with yourself, and just to be. Yes. To human being. Yes. That is our only purpose. And the reason we're talking about this stuff with manifesting, it might not seem like clearly connected, but manifesting is you're, you're becoming a magnet to attract what you want. Right. And so in order to become a magnet for something greater than what you already have, you have to heal and, and change that vibrational frequency from the inside. Right. Y'all know like a refrigerator magnet, like there's some that stick real hard (laughs) and like, you have to like try to rip that stuff off. Like you're like, and you have to go to the side of the refrigerator to get it to pull (laughs) off. Yes. And then some of them, like, you stick it up and it'll just fall right off? Yes. Exactly. We're changing the the strength of the magnetism because we're all magnets, period. Yes. Period, period, For better or for worse. It doesn't matter. So these steps are to help you become a magnet in a way that you're in your power and you're you're controlling what you're attracting. Correct. Where you have a very clear sense of, of exactly what it is that you're attracting. And, you know, for the best of your ability, you're able to control that. Yes. Yeah. So then um, the next episode, we talk about something that I was very excited about, which is self-discipline. And so kind of the next step is to recognize the power of self-discipline and begin taking baby steps towards better habits um, and baby steps towards achieving your goals against all odds. Yes. So, you know, self-discipline isn't, this rigid thing, self-discipline includes taking time for self-care and right. time to reflect and time for healing and time for self-development work. It's not, it's not this thing where it's like, I have to run 20 miles a day and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it needs to feel aligned. But you, if you have a goal in mind, you've got to be prepared to push through incrementally baby steps every day or else it's going to take a really freaking long time and you're not going to build the trust and the the self-esteem necessary to push through the finish line exactly starting with a mindset that self-discipline is a part of this process Mm -hmm. and be finding the willingness to push through that is the momentum that you create is what's going to push you to the finish line absolutely and the more obstacles that you encounter and push through, the more magnetic you become. Yes. Self-discipline is liberating. I know. And it's weird, man. I know. <laughs> Just like boundaries, which we're going to get to. Yeah. But yeah, lean into it. And and create that. It, it Self-discipline is what you want it to be. You start where you're able. Like you said, baby steps. Yes. So you just practice Whichever discipline it is that you choose, if it's brushing your teeth every day at the same time, or if it's, it can be something so tiny. Yes. But it's, it's imperative that you have the understanding of what self-discipline is and that you have the commitment to yourself to be willing to discipline in certain areas to achieve your goal. Yes. Yes. Because it builds, it builds your self-trust. It does. By pushing and demonstrating to yourself, oh my gosh, I can do this. Like it does. I but you the a big important part too is not you gotta start small because if you don't mm-hmm. you'll burn out. You're yeah, you're making you're already creating failure. Right. And then that that's a whole nother thing with how it's it's gonna backfire on you. Yes. So just be kind and start small and learn to trust yourself slowly. Yes. Don't try to force it and do it too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then the next episode we talk about intuition and the power of intuition with manifesting. And so the next step is to learn to hear and trust your intuition, your inner voice and quit basing decisions on feedback from the outside world. Right. Big, huge, you know, this is my jam right here. So, uh, intuition is all about connecting to that inner source, um, Learning to lean on and trust that above all, above all else. Yes. And really starting to make those practice steps towards following through with the feeling. A lot of people will say, oh, I had a feeling in hindsight, 
or I knew better in hindsight. And that's, that's how you start to learn right there. Those are the indicators. So not only getting in touch with your intuition, but learning how to act on your intuition or learning to trust it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's part learning to hear it. That's like step one. And step two is being brave and, and, and trust and acceptance and flow enough to just follow it. Even if it doesn't make sense. Correct. You don't need it to make sense. It doesn't, you don't have to be able to logistically explain why. Yes. You just must trust and you must act upon the, what, what your intuition is telling you. And one of my favorite steps and our last interviewee even mentioned this for, for the intuition work, like you guys, if you can do anything that we've advised, like this is something that's really paid off for me tremendously, which is to make note. I have a note on my phone that's titled pinks. Mm-hmm. And every time I f- have that gut feeling, it's like a cl- gut. It feels like it's coming from literally my stomach. Right. Or sometimes my chest. Right. But I know the feeling cause I've been studying it and observing it, uh-huh. but I write that shit down. Yes. And, um, I mean, sometimes when I'm like in like a really like creative and like I can feel like momentum and I'm up leveling and I'm attracting, like I will reference that a lot because I tend to get a lot of those messages and right. those, those times. Mm-hmm. And then I also like need to like keep re- remembering what I've been told so that right. I can remember to follow those messages. If that yeah, makes sense. It does. It makes total sense. But it's like, like making note of those, those, I like, I don't know, cosmic downloads, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and starting to see, Maybe you don't follow one and you see what happened when you didn't follow that message. Right. Or you do follow it and you see, oh my gosh, a year from now, I look back at this list of the notes I've taken and I'm like, oh my God, that makes sense. Holy cow. That was amazing. Exactly. And it's like free. It's free advice. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's not just the free advice. It's the best advice. Oh yeah. 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 It, it, it's the only advice. Yes. That actually matters when it comes to your life and and when it comes to manifesting. Yes. But it just in life, it, it matters. You know, and we're not saying don't be considerate of others, especially when you have a family or you have coworkers or, you know, we have to still interact with everybody else in the world. So the, this is not saying, hey, screw everybody else and only do you. Yeah. It's not a selfish thing. It's quite the opposite. It's a healing self-love practice by really being in tune with who and what you are and what you need and how you need to 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 take care of that. Yeah. And by doing that, you're really freeing the relationships up around you because no longer are other people responsible for your decisions and happiness. And you're taking responsibility for that in yourself. You're listening to it and you're more whole. Yeah. So you can show up better for everyone else when you do this as well. And it goes right back to like the second point, which was, you know, healing from the inside out. Exactly. Like, All of this stuff is connected. Yes. That yeah. like we don't go outside of ourselves. We start with ourselves. It right. starts with self love. It starts with self trust. It mm-hmm. starts with building, being able to be in the room alone with yourself and right. trust yourself. Listen to your intuition. Be brave enough to like take these steps when you're called to do something like right. that is the foundation of manifesting. Yes. Period. Like know thyself period. And we're so blessed. And I think this may be the one thing that separates us from all other organisms is that we do have this ability. Our brains are so powerful. We don't understand them, but like, there are so many studies that show like different parts of our brain light up when we're praying or in a meditative state, there's this whole spiritual like consciousness that we don't understand, but we, we do understand when we lean into it and we start to learn it. And it's so cool because scientists can't explain it to some degree. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and intuition too, when we say advice and things like it, it, this goes a step further. And a lot of, we, we recommend a lot of reading material. Um, a lot of people will use books as references or song, what, whatever. And those, those things are very important, but intuition, just to be clear is one step past that. And it's just really like you shed everything. Yeah. There's nothing there. Like you said, but you and your, you and God, yes, you and God, yes, you and yourself, you and your gut. Yes. It's all that's what we're talking about here. Yep. The intuition is 
This is the universal truth. Yeah. Exactly. It's the uni- exactly. It's the universal truth. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> mm. So then we start to get a little more specific in some of the things that we discuss with manifesting and we talk about tests and triggers. Uh-huh. So the next step is kind of learning how to recognize um, tests and triggers in your life and no longer react to the triggers, but instead use them as tools for healing. So just as a reminder, Mm -hmm. tests are kind of the sparkly, shiny things that come along when you're trying to manifest that Mm -hmm. aren't quite exactly what you're calling in. They're testing you to see if you're really going to push through and hold out for that thing that you really truly desire. And it can look like, a job that doesn't quite have the pay that you want or right. a boyfriend that checks all the boxes, but he's still a little emotionally unavailable right. or right. whatever. We That's where we talked about the McDonald's and yes, uh, yeah. the McDonald's and the steak or the Ruth Chris. It's, yeah. the, it's the almost feeling. Yes. It's that, hey, I know for sure that this is the thing that, that is right for me. Yes. I know that tonight I cannot wait for that Ruth Chris steak and I am hungry, hungry, hungry. And I'm driving on the way to Ruth Chris steakhouse and Outback catches my eye and it's closer and it's more convenient and it'll do the job. Yeah. Is it, am I going to stop at Outback or am I going to push through and drive the extra 20 minutes and, and pay wait, the extra hundred dollars to Ruth Chris and yeah. wait the extra hour for, you know, the table. Um, or am I going to stop at Outback? And, and exactly. That's the test. And once again, there's no passing or failing. There's no pass or Stopping it out back is not a fail. It is a, it's a flag. It's a, it's a learning experience. It's, it's an opportunity to check in. But it's, if you, if you catch yourself not making it to the finish line and, mm-hmm. and settling, right? then that's just a learning opportunity for you. You're like, okay, I really want this thing. I can't quite get there. Now let's do some work and figure out where I need to expand my self-worth right. and my self-trust yep. so that next time around I can push to the finish line. Exactly. Yes. So that's test. And what are triggers? Triggers <laughs> are the cute, fun little things that we experience in our daily lives that set us the fuck off. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Straight up. And like tests, they are also wonderful tools they're great tools if you can check yourself before you wreck yourself yes and recognize in those moments when you feel set off i just had it last night after having a weird afternoon or Mm -hmm. good and weird but yeah and then i get home and something sets me off and i'm like i need to go to bed but i can't because i'm so triggered right now (laughs) (laughs) i had a conversation the other day with a good friend of mine and he brought up that uh something about work and and i just went on this like rant and he's like, Madeline, I never even mentioned that. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. And I'm like, hmm, well, that's a trigger, obviously. And it was about uh, like buyers not being pre-qualified but wanting to look at property. Oh. And, and and he said nothing about her not being pre-qualified. He said no, he just was saying like I have, and I was just like, and he was like, okay, well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry about that (laughs) yeah and it's i mean it's natural and it's it's fine but you've got to like like if you're going to live this life and try to manifest and and have your best life you have to learn how to like not let these triggered moments take over you but like claim your power in those moments pay attention listen to them what are what are they telling me and respect it Again, do your work, figure out where you need healing, expansion, release. Yes. A lot of times release and triggers. Tests are really more about expansion. Yes. And it, triggers are more about contraction. Yes. Like release some stuff. Declutter. Declutter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like clean it out. So um, ebb and flow, you know, mm-hmm. tests and triggers are the ebb and flow. Yes. So yeah, they're also a huge learning opportunity. And again, there's no pass or fail, but their flags to pay attention to and help us move closer to the ultimate goal, which is to really be able to manifest the life that we want in a clear, clean, happy, fulfilling way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so then Tess uh, really 
really set the scene for the next episode mm-hmm. where we talk about shadows. So right. tests are a good way to kind of uh, discover your shadow. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, not test. Triggers. Triggers. triggers yes. Yeah. Triggers um, are like the little cookie crumbs that can lead you right to your shadow. Yeah, absolutely. So the next step is to begin to reintegrate rejected aspects of yourself, which is your shadow, mm-hmm. and slowly but surely return to your whole authentic self that you were born on this earth to be. Right. And so triggers are like this fun little way to see like the shit that sets you off a lot of times, if not, not all the time is going to be directly linked to some aspect of yourself that you rejected in, in an effort to not feel pain or abandonment. Embarrassment. Yeah. All rejection, just shame. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Any of that shame, rejection, abandonment, fear, um, embarrassment, any of that stuff. Yes. Are your shadows. And you, you really well illustrated shadow work by talking about shining the light. Did you just shine the light and the cockroaches scatter? It's true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when we have that or turn the light on and when you're in the dark room and you, you know, you're afraid you turn the light on and you're like, oh, that thing that I thought was a monster is just a teddy bear yeah. on the bed. Yeah. So exactly. Just illuminating, bringing light to, bringing attention to the areas of darkness that we have within ourselves because we all have them. And yeah. So what that looks like, like shadow for me, uh, entitlement, mm-hmm. neediness. Yep. Um, attention whore. Yeah. And so what do I do with those things? I have been through one of the weirdest, rockiest seasons, mm-hmm. and I've had a lot of good shit going on that's right. kept propelling me through, but it's right. it's been weird and right. crazy. Like this whole, I mean, you've been through a lot of stuff. I mean, we both have this whole time we've been recording this podcast like we are not unscathed but we're just using the tools we have in our tool belt to move past these hard times and really see what are the lessons we're trying to learn and this last season like those three shadow words like life has been kicking my ass so hard that if I do not reconcile with them Mm -hmm. I am going to lose my fucking mind yeah and so when it came to neediness and entitlement like I kept being small Mm -hmm. and work Mm -hmm. and I know people from my job are listening to this and I'm sure they'll respect and appreciate that I'm being open about it but like I kept undervaluing myself because I was afraid of being perceived as needy or entitled Mm -hmm. and then I was getting burnt out and resentful towards the people that I love I love my job I love my team right but until I had to reconcile with the shat- those shadow words. And even though it made me so freaking uncomfortable, I had to advocate for myself. You do. And, you must. And once I did, holy shit, magic happened. Yes. And <gasps> and then with the attention whore thing, this this podcast right here is a part of me reconciling with that. Yep. I've... I want to be in the spotlight. Yes. But good. I can't be in the spotlight <laughs> if I'm like convinced that I'm going to get rejected or abandoned for mm-hmm. being seen as an attention whore. Right. Exactly. So this is work that's helping you heal those things, which is what shadow work is. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I love that you're letting people know we are doing this work. We're, we all do this work daily. Yes. We're all doing this work together and in community Yes. Learning as a tribe that we're going through this together. Yes. And when we do have the, the things that hit the fan and we do have the horrible weeks and the days and the crazy things that happen in life, uh, we're not stopping anymore. We're not like letting it just totally derail, derail us. us. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're sharing, we're sharing those experiences. We're, li- we're living together. We're lifing together Yes, and we're doing the work together and we're supportive of ourselves first. And by doing that, we've attracted community that can support and tribe that can support that as well. So if you find yourself being like really alone yeah. and finding like you can't really connect with people or feeling lonely, I would really encourage you to start doing your shadow work because I feel like it leads you to the understanding of what it is you're rejecting about yourself 
so that you can understand why you feel rejected by other people. Yes, that's a good point. That's a really good yeah, point. Yeah, because if you feel lonely, the only the only way to understand how to move past and to connect and and, and attract community and tribe is to work through those rejected parts of yourself. Because those are the things that you're running from and right. afraid of in yourself. And you are afraid that other people are seeing in you or that don't, they don't want to be around or what have you. And it's, it's not true. You know, mm-hmm. 99% of the time, it's not true. Yeah. It's just we're all all the things. Yes. So, and <laughs> accepting that when you do your shadow work, we are all we are all everything. And the purpose of that is just to be a holistic, integrated, like it gives you peace. It gives you so much peace right. and and it, your self-worth, like you're not tethered to this, these things that you have shame about. Right. It's just one less weight that's pulling you down and right. keeping your vibe low. Right. And it's a lesson in release, which is big. Yes. Just releasing Releasing those feelings and ideas that you can you can be in a state of your shadow word, but it, you are not your shadow word. Yeah. And it just releases that attachment to that identity, which, again, is imperative if you're going to manifest yes. what you want. Because you can't be attached to thinking that you're these things. Or being afraid of being seen as being, these things. Being afraid of being seen as these things. Exactly. Because then Mr. Ego comes along. Right. That's all ego. And yeah. Puffs up and makes you separate and disconnected and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and scared. <laughs> and scared. And so you're just really re- doing the rejection to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So shadow's important. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so then the next episode we talk about relationships as mirrors Mm -hmm. and so you begin to see relationships as opportunities to reflect heal and grow instead of viewing relationships as a possession or a need or something to fill some void inside of yourself right and this is critical on so many levels it's a weird kind of abstract concept Mm -hmm. but once you start to recognize like in one way, you know, you mirror the relationships that you saw in your upbringing. Uh-huh. So then you go on in your adult life and you start mirroring these same patterns and behaviors in your adult relationships. And you're like, WTF, why am I turning into <laughs> my mom and dad every time I date someone? Yeah. And yeah. so that's one way that, that that shows up. And then there's the parent-child mirror mm-hmm. and Really, like every person we encounter, they they come our way because we've attracted them for some reason, either because they're going to reflect some of our shadow Mm -hmm. or they're going to reflect some of our strengths Mm -hmm. or, you know, like relationships, the humans we attract and encounter, it's not because like we've done something wrong or because we need them or anything like that. It's just an opportunity to learn. Right. Everyone is a teacher. Yes. And everyone is a mirror because like we said, everyone is everything. Yes. The more that you learn and understand that everyone is everything, the easier this concept will start. It it becomes, it, it goes from abstract to like relatable. Yeah. The more that you really process, we are all beautiful independent, dependent, you know, uh, we're all happy, sad. We're all, all the things. Yes. And they, the relationships as mirrors just highlight when we interact with other people, uh, maybe how much of those things were sort of are on display at the moment Yeah, or that we attract or that we feel or that we connect to at the moment. Yeah. And that's an opportunity to remind ourselves of the work that we've done and how we feel uh, how confident we are in 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 that work, yeah, and where we want to continue to go, and and we think everyone and some people come as a, a reason, some are a season, and some for, are for a lifetime, yeah, you know, and we thank everyone that we encounter, even if it's just, it, I mean, it can be the cashier at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and we're thankful for that encounter mm-hmm. because, like you said, it's an opportunity, yes, and the more that you just understand that when you're in relationship with others that those things that come up are a reflection of what's really going on inside of you. 
and that you heal those things, the more that we're able to move through life smoothly and, and be less attached. And let take things personal. Don't take things personal. Exactly. Like, like once you just, once you see like, okay, this isn't happening. It's not a reflection of me. Like right. this person being an asshole isn't because of me. Correct. It's so liberating. It's and it, so liberating. And it tears down the walls between right. each human you just have that moment when you're like hey man i know I, i'm an asshole too sometimes <laughs> you know I get or i'm it. not gonna play this game i'm it, gonna go in the other room exactly yeah. like i know i get it and like right now is just not the time to engage with it i've done the work i'm confident here that i don't really need to do this right now yeah so we're gonna move on and then you're not attached and you're not mad at that person yeah anymore because you've detached from the expectation yeah that that person is supposed to fix you yeah or fill you or or, you know, complete you in yes. a way. Yes. Because we're we're already complete. Yes. Love it. And they're already complete. Mm-hmm. They don't need us either, which will move us into the next <laughs> category, I think. Yeah. So actually, yeah, the next one we're talking about uh, boundaries. Exactly. And codependency. Yep. So the next Perfect episode, segue. yeah, we talk about how you begin to master the art of boundaries and recognize and start to limit or recorrect some of the codependent behaviors you've had. Exactly. So, which is what we just said, just kind of slides on into this. Exactly. And then to the next one too. But yeah, I think this, this episode is really, really important. I mean, I think they all are. All the lessons and all of them are. They're all connected. This one was really important for me as a child of a lineage of addicts and alcoholics and, uh, you know, just like yeah. kind of chaos and not a lot of self-esteem building like behaviors yeah. and, and patterns in my, in my upbringing. So... I became extremely codependent because I'm like constantly trying to get approval from others and codependency is is basically marked by looking for basing your self-worth on the reactions of others. Exactly. Ma- making sure that you feel your your value is a direct reflection of what someone else Thinks of you. Yes. How someone else treats you. Yes. Codependency at its finest. Yes. This is about detaching from that. <laughs> yeah. And so detaching boundaries from that. A, a big, a big indicator of codependent behaviors, patterns, relationships is an inability to set boundaries right. because you're scared to death to set a boundary and say no to something you don't want because you're afraid that that person's going to reject you. Right. And when all of your self-worth and your value is placed on how others feel, how the fuck are you going to set a boundary? Exactly. And that is the absence of power. That is the, the opposite of power. Right. And that'll keep you super stuck. Yes. And keeps a lot of us stuck. I think it's a big, big, big deal. Um, and yeah, the moment that you also understand boundaries are in a way, um, also related to self-discipline. Yes. Um, because when you learn to set boundaries, you free yourself. Exactly. (laughs) And it's so, so crazy how we have these self-limiting beliefs about discipline and boundaries that they're going to, in some way, even the word boundary, you think about it as like a way to keep us in. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is that boundary keeps us safe within ourselves, so that again, we can continue to stay in our power. And by doing so gives other people permission to stay in their power. Yes. And when we're all walking around this, this earth in our own power and in our own voice and in our own self-worth and in our own alignment, we're serving the world and we're serving one another by doing that. So it frees you when you can say, no, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. And, and we're, we're terrified that it's the opposite. <laughs> we're terrified that it's the opposite, but, but it's fucking lying. It's, 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 it's lying. a lie from the pit of hell. It, yeah. Don't listen and, to it. Oh man. Learn to set boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries are so important and they're a huge, huge indicator and check in with the people that are going to be go- going on this journey with you. Oh yeah. And it'll help you real quick. Yes. With like figuring that out. Yes. And that's imperative. Yeah, that's important. You got to have got to have all that stuff in check to have a smooth 
ride up the manifest mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So then also another thing I wanted to say about codependency, just in the latest lessons, like I've, I really feel like I just had a huge breakthrough after a really long grueling season of you trying did. to figure it the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> and so like a big part for me is I started to recognize codependent behaviors in an aspect of my life that I had no, I thought it was only in like romantic relationships or friendships that codependency appeared or family. Uh I didn't realize like any freaking relay human relationship, whether it's work or whatever that codependent behavior can arise because it's you placing your value on the approval of others. Right. And so a big way that I was finally able to cross the codependent threshold and get back in my power was doing the freaking shadow work. Yep. Because until I reconciled with those shadows that were keeping me in this like codependent space until Mm -hmm. I was able to like overcome them and shine light on them and accept that, okay, fuck it. Maybe I'm needy, you know, maybe I'm entitled. Who cares? I've got to get back to my best life. Right. Then the codependent behaviors. Of course you're needy. We all are. Yeah. But then I put the freaking boundaries up to make space for what I want. Mm -hmm. And then if they had not been accepted or rejected, I would have moved on. That was my sign. It was time to move on. And that's all that this is with relating with others. When you set a boundary, like you said earlier, and people don't respond to them, those aren't your people. Those aren't your people. And you just freed up all this energetic space, this heart space, this head space, this energy to receive somebody that is your people. To attract the, the proper job relationship, friendship, uh, life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How, you, you, you can't, you can't receive the life. And that includes all those things that you dream of. If it's already taken with the life you don't want. Yeah. You got to release it and doing all this work. It'll work itself out. Yeah. Just trust it. It'll work itself out. I'm telling you <gasps> always does. If you take care of yourself and do this work, everything else will work itself out. A million percent. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So then the final lesson, or actually second to last lesson, was about non-attachment and connectedness. Mm-hmm. So we begin to practice non-attachment and, and then connect with ourselves, the present, and others as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And what this means is we Quit attaching ourselves to the past, to the future, to an outcome. Mm-hmm. We accept the present for what it is and we lean into it. And then all of a sudden resistance kind dissolves. of dissolves, scarcity dissolves. Because guess what? If you're breathing right now and you're in this moment alive, you're okay. Oh, <gasps> I love that. I want you to say that again. Ah, I want I want you to say it again. I'm serious. If you're breathing right now, you're okay. Yeah. So if you can take and if you can learn how to recognize those times when you start to get that like squirrely feeling where you're like, oh my gosh, I I don't have enough money. If I don't get ten thousand dollars by the end of the year, I'm gonna freaking lose my mind. Mm-hmm. That is attachment, right? What? How can you transition that? Like if you feel, find yourself in this like weird attached scarcity or like, oh, I'm clinging onto my relationship. Like my boyfriend might leave me and I just, I have to be with him. Like, like that's another example I see. It. It's like money and relationships. I feel like attachment manifests the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, for sure. And so like to spin that mm-hmm. is to get present realize everything is okay uh-huh. quit getting letting the squirrels take over so that then you can access your intuition which is going to give you guidance to get the hell out of whatever place you're in that's yeah, scary right a big a big word for me with detachment is also grounding yes being present grounding and you, you know there's so many ways to ground yourself but but the ultimate goal is to be present like you said and here's where the big 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 kahuna trust situation comes in when we get to detachment and being in the moment learning what you just said and believing it Mm. it's the belief that everything is okay yeah that will ground you we can say it 
you know, just like anything, but really, really taking your shoes off, putting your feet on the earth. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but it is really a big deal to really ground yourself and connect. Yes. Like I, like I said, touch in with your senses, sight, smell, touch, taste, sound. Yeah. Uh, and, and what you said is true. Then when you're able to really be present, you're not attached to the past. You're not depressed and thinking about all the things you should have, could have, would have done. You're not kicking yourself. You're not going over, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like going over things in your head about how things could have been different or should have been different or would have been different because that's not real. That's a lie. You're telling yourself. Exactly. Okay. Detaching from the future. You're not anxious, squirrely, like you said, like, what's going to happen? How's this going to happen? How's this going to play out? I have to do A, B, and C for D to happen. Or blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, Whew. yeah, nope. What is actually happening in this moment? What, what can I and can I not control? Yes. Myself. Yep. That's it. Yes. And when you do that, the detachment occurs naturally. Yep. Because you realize that you weren't as much as you wish that you were in control of the, all those things and as much as you wish you can control the future, you can only control yourself. And that is the true connection to presence. And it detaches you from all the expectations that you have of everyone else and all the things. And it allows you just to really enjoy who you are and who you're with. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. That's the being of the human that we're talking about is your purpose. Yes. That's your only purpose. Exactly. Is to be. Yes. The manifesting stuff and the stuff and the fun, that's just fun. Yeah. That's fun stuff that we're like, this is fun and cool. And it gives us, it gives us something to be lit up about that ultimately just brings us back to this purpose, which is to be. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, all the, all the other steps that have led up to this Mm -hmm. are so that you can feel safe. Like your internal, your, you have to start to heal your wounds and look at like, why do I have these behaviors that are obstacles to me living my best life? Like you have to be able to peel back the layers and Mm -hmm. start to be vulnerable so you can get back to your true self. And that's what non, you, you become non-attached to the ego identities that you've created to stay mm-hmm. safe right so that you can peel those layers that get in the way of you truly connecting with others right. and your authentic truth exactly and once you can get to that place it takes it's scary as shit you couldn't go from like this like wild animal self this like total ego uh-huh. controlled self to like this place of being feeling safe enough to detach and connect uh-huh. it takes work to get to this place correct this it is- takes all these steps that we talk about to get here yeah. yeah for sure and it's important that you do the work but once you get to here you will freaking recognize it right and you will see how much faster your manifestations come to you and how mm-hmm. much higher your bottoms get when right. you're when you start to fall your rock these- bottom has a new high yes that's what you said, yes. right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Your rock bottoms start to, you're, you know, you used to go all the way down to 100, and now your new low is 50. Yeah. And then your new low is 25. And it's just, it, it just goes from the and Only you are in control of how quickly this process works or how long it takes. Only you are in control of knowing yourself and how, how much time you need in between these places. Ultimately, we all have the ability to tap into being present right now. Yes. It might only last 15 seconds, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So practicing just maybe a simple affirmation, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. I am okay. Maybe just I am okay. Yes. I am okay. If you start to practice telling yourself that, it will create uh, the, the neuropathway to all this work will start to make sense and you'll start to believe it. And then when you say, I'm okay, one day you'll get chills like I'm getting now because you'll believe it. Uh, and you'll know that, okay, <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, look at this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we should take a break and listen to this week's interview. Sounds and then we'll good. wrap this up. Okay. Are we having a technical difficulty? Are we? 
Each week on Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline, we will share a story from a listener who used the global pandemic in 2020 as an opportunity to up-level personally or professionally. One moment, please. Oh, goodness. What is your name, age, city, and profession? Uh, My name is Casey Stack. I am currently 35 years old, living in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I am a bartender, and I just got into real estate. Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about the circumstances? Um, What was your life like leading up to the pandemic in March of 2020? Um, Well, let's see. I had just turned 34. I'm still kind of a little bit in the party mode, working at a bar, uh, staying up late getting up late, no real dreams kind of in my head, really, you know, Um, just kind of floating along life, uh, dating a musician that also works late hours, but I knew I kind of wanted to get involved in real estate, so I had taken my classes and all that, but I just kind of got distracted, picking up more shifts at the bar and, you know, not really focusing on myself. Really? So I didn't have a whole lot going on, just working and going through the motions, really. Got it. Yeah, so you're laying a good foundation right now. So so how exactly did you up-level uh, during during COVID and the pandemic? Um, I, As far as up-leveling, I definitely would say it was a huge life-changing experience for everybody, but... Um, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, we kind of used it as like, you know, it's a party. Like, we're free. We don't have to work. Yada, yada. Everybody thought it was kind of just like a two-week vacation kind of thing. But then reality kind of hits. And then you realize, you know, this is a little bit longer than two weeks. And things get weird, you know. We went through a breakup. I had to, um, you know, I had to get my dog's eye taken out. I had a lot of hardships, you know, you realize you're by yourself a lot. And um, I don't know, you got to just kind of reevaluate where you're at. So I kind of just decided I would take this time to work on myself really and see what I could accomplish with my free time in a positive aspect instead of in a negative one, really. Um, I forget where, where are we going with this? Um, <laughs> yeah, so what... What exactly did you achieve during this time when you you decided to focus on yourself and work on yourself? Yeah, so I realized that I really loved nature and I wanted to be outside more. So, you know, I fell in love with my my own personal hobbies again. So I went and got my real estate license and joined on with a firm and uh, started hitting the streets and hiking and walking and running and lost. 35 pounds, almost 40 pounds, got in shape again, started to love myself again. And, um, you know, just started a new career. I started seeing a therapist to help me mentally and kind of just took everything and switched a quick 180 on myself and put everything in check, really. I love it. So how did you stay motivated and focused during this process? Ugh. You know, you have to be self-motivated, really. You just got to wake up and know that you're the only person that can give yourself anything that you need and make yourself happy. I think we all get caught up in trying to find happiness externally from other people or relying on other people to make us happy, and you're never going to find it that way. You know, you got to find it within yourself. You got to find the motivation within yourself. You know, a lot of people say they need accountability partners or they're codependent or whatever. It's not going to get you very far unless you can find it. You know, the motivation within to keep going, you know, that's really the best way that you're going to get anything accomplished. Amen, sister. I feel you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So did you face any challenges when you decided, um, you know, that you wanted to start working on yourself and pursue a new career and and get fit? Did you, did you have any challenges? Um, 
well, you know, just by not working and stuff, it's challenging because you are alone a lot. And, you know, I was, there were many, many a days where I didn't hear from anybody at all. And then there were some financial challenges because I wasn't working. You know, unemployment ran out for a little while. But, you know, it's free to go for a walk. It was free to go for a run, and it made me happy. So <clears throat> I'd say that was the biggest challenge was just, like, the loneliness and, you know, financially. But at the end of the day, you know, you're going to sleep and you're feeling good about what you accomplished for the day. So it would be worth it in the long run. Love it. So um, <laughs> do you have any any words of wisdom for everyone else from what you've learned and, and what you've overcome? Um, I would just say, you know, just make sure you're taking care of yourself first and foremost. Always kind of put yourself and your health ahead of most anything in this life because it's really all we have at the end of the day. Um, you know, I, I think I was a little codependent on other people and it was not going to get me anywhere. And I was taking my job home with me and unable to sleep worrying about people. And it's like, man, these people aren't thinking about me or worried about me. I'm not even worried about me. So I would say, you know, all we have in this world is ourselves. So make sure that you're taking care of yourself. 100%. <laughs> I agree with that so much. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Mm, not really, you know, just it, it was definitely a challenge. Um, it definitely took a lot of work, but I made it out on the other side, you know, way ahead of where I was. And it just took some some leveling up, really, and that's what I think we all need to do in this life is just constantly try to evolve and level up. Love it. <laughs> I agree as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Absolutely, Hannah. I appreciate you giving me a shout. You're welcome. I love that. Yeah. I like when she was like, these people aren't worried about me. Why am I worried about them? I'm not even worried about me. Oh, that was powerful. I know. Like, I'm, I'm, how can I be worried about me when worried about everybody else? Exactly. Hey, and why yeah. are they going to give a shit about somebody that doesn't care about themselves? Exactly. It's like a vicious cycle. It is. It's a rough <laughs> little hamster wheel. You're getting off of it. Yeah. Well, and I just, I feel like she like hit on like so many things, so many of the themes from the season and that, and that little seven minute interview. She just kept it really simple and it was very clear. Yep. I love it. She was, she wrapped it up for us. That was <laughs> thanks, perfect. Casey. Know, thanks, Casey. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess we'll just kind of get, get to the main point of this episode. So, you know, we've, we've learned how to manifest if we've, if we've been using all these tools so far, mm -hmm. we know what we're doing. Right. And we recognize we are solely responsible for the outcomes in our lives. Mm -hmm. We've learned how to trace the root of our trauma and reprogram limiting beliefs and behaviors that no longer serve us. Uh -huh. And in the process of learning how to manifest a better life, we end up manifesting a better self. Exactly. And that is what this message is about today. Right. That's the goal. So we, you start generally when you're starting to learn about healing or self-development or manifesting or whatever, whatever is the entry point to the this carrot. rhetoric. Yes. I want you to use that reference because you said that the other day and it was so good. So you find a carrot to chase, right? Whether it's, I'm tired of being single or I want to make more money or I want a new house, whatever you get a little carrot you want to chase. That's right. the, that's manifestation number one. Yep. So then you start to do the work and then all of a sudden after some, some hard work, depending on how big the carrot is that you're chasing right. and starting to, to reclaim your power and align with your authenticity and your truth uh -huh. and declutter, declutter, declutter. Uh -huh. Then you get the thing. Yep. And then maybe you do it. You, you start to build trust and you start, you trust the universe. You trust yourself. You've learned how to really like push through with self-discipline practices. And then you, you find another carrot that's bigger. Uh-huh. 
And then you go through the work again. Mm -hmm. And maybe this time it's a little harder and it takes a little longer. Or maybe it goes faster because you learned Mm -hmm. before and you can apply this more easily. Mm -hmm. You get that next carrot. Yep. And then all of a sudden, after enough of this process, it doesn't become so much. It doesn't matter about the carrot anymore. It's it's the person that you've become Mm -hmm. to manifest. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is the ultimate manifestation. And once you feel yourself in that place, like I'm getting goosebumps right now because like this is what my life mission is, is to teach people these things that I have learned that have propelled me forward because now I, I see life with such clarity. I see humans. Every human is somebody I love automatically. They're my brothers. They're my sisters. They're an opportunity. They're like there is not these boundaries, these fears, this limiting beliefs, these unhealthy behaviors, they melt away. I mean, my freaking, my body lost 15 pounds unintentionally by starting to let go of all the bullshit, you know, like this is what it's about. It's the person that you become to manifest. Right. And the, the ultimate goal, once you get to this place, you feel, you see the purpose behind the shit as it's going down. Right. You don't blame yourself. You aren't looking at others. You're in your fucking power yep. and you're able to push forward and manifest more. And then all of a sudden, like, like for me, like I used to not even go window shopping because I felt like it freaking sucked to go to the mall when I didn't have money. Yeah. But really like window shopping is you like seeing something that you want and it gives you motivation to work towards it. I wouldn't even let myself look at anything because I'm like, there's no way I'm never going to get that. Yeah. And, and once I got past that and started to say, I'm, I'm going to make a hundred grand a year. Yeah. We were just talking earlier. A million dollars doesn't even sound that foreign anymore. It doesn't. Like I know in my freaking gut and my heart, I will make a million dollars in a year. Me too. Period. I know. Two years ago, I may not have. I'm, I might have said that. I could have believed it in my conscious mind, but yeah. I freaking know it in my gut. Right, because we've been doing the work. Yes, we've made way. We've we've cleared the path for our. Uh, we've created a new pathway. Yes, to we've said it and said it and said it and said it until all of a sudden the, all the work backs it up, the trust backs it up, and then we believe it, and then it happens. Yes. And when we find this place, like what you said, chasing a carrot, like this is how the journey begins for people. They want to, they find a carrot to chase, like you said. Yes. And if you're a person who's ever chased a carrot, and here's the thing, you don't have to master these things to get the carrot. But if you've ever chased a carrot and you've, you've caught the carrot and you still feel unfulfilled and you're like, man, now what? That this is what you need. Yes. You need this process next time because if you don't apply this process, it'll be empty carrot after empty carrot and the carrot will come. It'll go as quickly as it came. Yes. So we're not saying that it's impossible to, to catch the carrot without the man, without these, these self building, you know, these steps that help build us up to learn how to manifest. We're saying once you take the time to put these steps into practice, not only will the carrot have a different meaning, but it'll have a different value. And then eventually it won't even be about the carrot anymore because we are, we are the carrot and we have all the things, right? We get to a place where we have all the things. Right. And this is, this is another thing about this episode. It's about being able to co-create with the universe right. and each other and build a new world. Yes. And the new world does not start by going and, and protesting. It doesn't start from casting stones at people you don't agree with. The new world starts within yourself. And that is the only way that we are going to rise a tide. The tide of humanity is by each of us healing and growing and evolving together. Yes. Independently together. Yes, exactly. And all of that starts within all of that heals within. And the more healing that we do, Like we said earlier, the more healing that the world, you cannot achieve something like I love the mother Teresa quote. I will not attend an anti-war rally, but invite me to a pro peace seminar. Yeah. Very clear, very clear. And the carrot, the, the value, the satisfaction of catching the carrot becomes who we are 
and yes. not what we are, what we want, what we're doing. Yes. So then once we realize that the value's been there the whole time and the satisfaction that we get from catching the carrot is already within us. Yeah. Everything is limit. There's, there's no limits anymore. Yes. And that's the goal is to get to that place. And th- that place changes the world. Yeah. And I just, I just thought about something too. I know like, like I was talking about the window shopping thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I used to kind of be hippie and reject material things. And now mm-hmm. I'm talking about making a million dollars, you know, I do. that's a huge contrast from the surface, mm-hmm. but really why a million dollars? Some, you don't have to want a million dollars to be a good manifester and live no, your best life. You don't have to want dollars at all. Yeah. But for me, I started to learn the core, my core values, the things that light me up more than anything. And that is beauty and glamour. Mm -hmm. That is Mm self-development and creativity and design. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) time, money, freedom, time, money, freedom, which encompasses like my, I love playing with money since I was a kid. Like I would get, if I could count money and like a cash <laughs> register or a piggy bank or whatever, like yeah. that would like soothe me and give me pleasure. Right, right. And so for me, making a million dollars isn't about the material aspect. It's about being true to myself. Like that is right. what I find fun. Like, yeah, exactly. Taking money and making more out of it. Like that is, that lights me up. You hear my voice right now. Right, right. Or, you know, beauty, like getting a few different makeup subscriptions a month. Like mm-hmm. that's, Old Morgan would have been like, that's frivolous. But new Morgan's like, I love taking two hours on Saturday to play with new makeup techniques. Exactly. That's not frivolous. That's me lighting myself up and is, being true to myself. Exactly. All of that is purpose and all of that is is the beings that we are. Yes. And I agree with that. And we are not we are not preaching to manifest materials. If you want a material, you can manifest it. Yes. Um, but the process of the manifesting, which ultimately brings us back to our authentic self. Yes. Which is what you just spoke about is what we're trying to teach because when we are in touch with ourselves, when we know, then we're free. Like you said, we're free. We don't have, we're not putting all this negative energy out into the world because we're content. Yeah. And contentment in, in a in a way is freedom. You know, we're present. We're not attached. So we can just enjoy the things that we enjoy. Yeah. And we l- give other people permission to enjoy the things that they enjoy. And that is what it's all That's about. That's what it's all about. <laughs> because there's That's what yeah. it's all about. <laughs> I mean, there's no way you can change the world more than being. Work on yourself. You right. and being true and being that bright, shining light. People see that going and preaching at people that ain't going to change their mind. How many times have people told you what to do and you said, fuck you and did something different? Right. Probably most of the time. But when you lead by example, right, it's the most graceful and beautiful way to change the world. And the exactly. And then the, the reasons that we want to manifest the things start to make sense. Like quick example before we wrap up of the million dollars for me, what that symbolizes is. No one in my community uh, is going to go without power this week. Yes. Period. Yes. No one, you know, I, I, I manifested a table for my new house. Yes. And I had this vision and I like, I mean, these tables are thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. That, I mean, very high priced furniture. Mm-hmm. And I went with my dad and my daughter to Salvation Army and there was a table here and it was $75 and it didn't have the lines. And I, one of my authentic values is design also. So I really wanted it to look the way I wanted it to look. But the reality was when I saw the table, I felt what I wanted to feel. Exactly. And I knew in that moment, the reason that I wanted that table to seat 10 people was because I wanted to seat 10 people at my table. Yeah. So y'all, this is what we're trying to teach. We're trying to teach you how to understand that you don't actually care about the table itself. I mean, when when you can check the box where it looks good and it feels good, that's the goal, right? Yes. But the most important thing we're trying to teach you to learn about yourself is what's that actually, what's the, the carrot? 
is a feeling. Exactly. That's what we want to do. Yes. We want the feeling because that's in tune with who we are authentically. And that's what we're projecting out. Therefore, that's what we're bringing back in. Exactly. So when I realized I don't care how the table looks. Now, ultimately, I want my dream table, of course. But right now, that table will bring 10 people over to commune and to to fellowship and to talk and to sit down and to connect. And that's what it is that lights me up. Yes. And, and that's, that's why. That's what you're hungry for. That is your carrot. That's why you wanted right. a house in the first place. Exactly. To be grounded and in a place where you could have community again. Exactly. So that's what we're trying to teach here, y'all. Yes. Yay. Namaste. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, yeah. <laughs> I hope that everybody's enjoyed it. I think that, um, We've got a lot of really great things coming in season two. Yes. Um, but wrapping up season one feels really good. Yes. So yeah. thank everyone who's been listening. Yeah, and thank if y'all. this is the first time you've tuned in, please go back and listen to everything. There's so many valuable lessons and tools that we share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see us, we're, we're not on the yacht yet, but we are on the freaking way. And mm-hmm. I think one of the best ways to get where you're trying to go is to just follow the a- advice of people who are where you aspire to go as well. Yeah. And I think I, I can hang my hat on saying that I would be a, probably a good person to follow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. You learn to trust uh, what your gut is telling you, which is, hey, let, let's figure out who else has done this and how they did it. And then that just brings you closer to how you know you can do it. Yep. Which is our goal. Yeah, for sure. And we, we might not be on the physical yachts, but we on the spiritual yachts. Yas queen. Okay, we riding up in that thing. <laughs> you, better t- you better take me to a restaurant and pop a champagne. You better put a bikini on. I'm all up in it. i'm there (laughs) i see i see it i feel it so yeah y'all come get on our boat yes (laughs) well thank you all and thank y'all we will be bringing you season two very soon okay